to It's Okay to Be Gay, the podcast. All right, just a quick shout out because this is probably one of the most delicious seltzers I've had in a little while. It's Cork Mango Punch. I just finished the pineapple chili version. They were delicious, and I, I have to say I'm, I'm not at all upset that it's only 4% alcohol because they were flavorful AF. So uh, give them a shot. No product placement. We're not making any money from this, uh, but they were just delicious, so I have to let you know. And they... I'll have to let you know, Oh, my Miller Lite was absolutely delicious tonight, too. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm a little jealous that I'm not drinking a real beer, but it's okay. I actually had an IPA earlier um, instead of dinner, so <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's full-bodied and hazy, so that's, that's what I said. I was like, you need, right? my, my husband Jake was like, why are you having a beer? It's five o'clock. And I was like, I'm hungry. And he was like, well, eat something. And I was like, I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, how's your softball going? So here's the thing. Softball is just about to start, which I'm very excited. And I don't know if I explained this in any earlier podcasts. I know I play, I said, uh, uh, talked about how I play competitive disc golf. Um, but in the summers, um, which I say summers like plural, uh, last summer, I joined mm -hmm. a beer league, softball beer league. That sounds um, like plays fun. Once, um, once a week. And, uh, one of my very good friends told me about, um, because she was on the league the previous year. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have been wanting to play softball since forever. I played for a year in high school and I absolutely loved it. Uh, mediocre at best, but I <laughs> love playing softball. Uh, I love it. So I had the chance to join this team last year and they're called the Green Lanterns, which is the bar that sponsors us. Um, Green and, Lanterns. I love and it. <laughs> it occurred to me, um, I think it was at the first game, um, mm -hmm. a wonderful group of ladies, very welcoming and everything. And here I am, you know, out there with my my glove that's too small basically but it's the only one i had and and uh i hear hear some of the uh, significant others in the in the stands um of the other ladies there and they were shouting go gay lanterns <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the that's the 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 term of endearment for our team is the gay lanterns because it's 90% lesbians and I it love took it. me a minute to like I realize it, it. I love this group of ladies. I literally know them maybe That's an entirety so of like like six games I think I made it to last year. Uh -huh. But these ladies are some of the funnest freaking people <laughs> and they're so welcoming and I okay. really have the best time on Wednesday nights. And anyway, softball for me starts next week and I'm oh. super duper excited about it. I got a new mitt. Okay, and okay. To the batting cages today and I practiced a little bit. So um I will hopefully get back to my mediocre at best, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> this sounds like a blast. So if you're interested in playing softball in the Madison, Wisconsin area, send us an email at it's okay to be gay podcast at gmail.com and I'll come get you in touch with Veronica. <laughs> come see our games at Brand Park in McFarland, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's oh, a good time. 
Very cool. Very cool. Sounds like fun. I should get back into adult sport activities. Um, I've been rock climbing lately, but it's only a once off every once in a while kind of thing. And it's very just by yourself. Not a lot of people bother you while you're trying to boulder a wall. Um, so yeah, a couple of my friends are on a kickball that league. So not up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Kickball's fun. And I've been wanting to uh, join their kickball leagues, um, but I just have not gotten up the gumption to do it. So oh my God, it requires that's something no I could look into just, maybe. Just do it and you will be like, why didn't I do this sooner? I don't <laughs> Pro know about probably. you, but I love, I love adult organized sports. There's something great about it. I'm yeah, sure a lot of people do. Thanks is joining us for the It's Okay to Be Gay podcast. And thanks, you want to introduce our co-host, Miss Veronica Witt. And this is Mr. David Bennett and Witt and Mr. Banks. Banks says hi, and he's very glad that you all are listening and joining us for the It's Okay to Be Gay podcast. As you can see, if you're watching the video of this on our website or the YouTube channel, Banks is thrilled that you are here, and he is incredibly excited that I am holding him. It's probably his favorite thing in the world to be held, <laughs> which is not true at all. But when he comes and bothers me in my office, that's what happens. Um, he has yet <laughs> to learn that that's not, um, you know, <laughs> what he wants. But it is what it is. So thank you guys for tuning into the It's Okay to Be Gay podcast. We're really excited to be uh, sharing yet another wonderful story with you today. We have one of um, Veronica's old friends from way back. She's not old, but she's an old way friend. Back. Oh, we're old. Yeah. How do you how do you know how do you know Rose? <clears throat> so Rose and I did go to high school and middle school together, mm -hmm. um, and we both were involved in theater um, productions and um, doing a lot of uh, uh, musical type productions and whatnot. Um, and definitely our our friendship circles uh, overlapped. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Rose is a year younger than me in school, um, and uh, Rose was in the same class as our cousin Peter. 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 Um, That's awesome. So yeah, um, I'm really happy to have Rose on with us today to share uh, Rose's story. Yes, and I am sure that it's going to be absolutely incredible, and if the title of this podcast leaves anything to wonder uh keep listening because you're about to hear why the title is as it is which is just phenomenal it's a good one it's a good one all right today we are welcoming my friend rose rose and i went to school together as we just discussed uh we realized it was middle school we attended together and high school um good That's old catholic awesome. school um, Rose and I did um, a lot of theater, theater things together, um, which obviously you'll delve, delve into more. Um, uh, but Z and I, I had a kind of overlap of friendship circles, I feel like. We were a year apart. Um, but yeah, I feel it's like, like a Venn diagram, you know. Yes. We were, yeah. I agree. A Venn diagram of friends. Yeah. That's how I all my friends will be. Anyway, That's welcome perfect. to Rose. We are so happy to have you on and I'm happy after 20 years to 
Good to see you again. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the It's Okay Beautiful. to Be Gay podcast. We're so <laughs> glad you're joining us. So thank you for sure. Pleasure to be here. But yeah. So obviously I'm more familiar with you, but tell us, tell us your kind of growing up story. Um, um, you know, parental figures in the house, siblings, um, just general dynamics, things like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, my name's Rose, um, named after my great grandma. Yeah, I grew up in a, a like a blended family, right? Uh, my dad had, you know, three children from a previous marriage, um, but full custody. So my siblings, my older siblings are like, there's like a 12 year age gap between my three older siblings and me and my younger brother. Um, and we just grew up, you know, in Appleton, Wisconsin, which I don't know if this has been covered on the show yet, but like Appleton is like the birthplace of Joseph McCarthy, um, you know, and the childhood home of Harry Houdini. Yeah. I always like to say, you know, yeah, two people yeah. that were good at making things disappear. Um, <laughs> and, Excellent. you know, it, 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 it's, it's the John Birch Society. Is there. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's a very it's conservative very place. Conservative. It's a very, very conservative yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, but, Absolutely. you know, I always live by the universe's grace, God's grace. Mm -hmm. um, my parents are, are not conservative people. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You know, my dad was uh, UCC, uh, United Church of Christ, uh, Protestant. And my mom was a Unitarian, but didn't talk about it because that's Unitarians. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And my godmother was the mother superior of the Wheaton Franciscans. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of weekends as a child with the nuns um but like, they, like the chill <laughs> it was awesome chill it was actually a really magical time and like in high school you know i, I meditated on a mountaintop with a holy woman a lot um oh, and that was magic right yeah um you know so people are like rose have you considered meditating i'm like i haven't meditated enough like i'm good <laughs> <laughs> been there done that got been the there, done that, right? um but yeah so mom put me in catholic school well i guess mom and dad did but i think my mom was the one behind it um and i think it was because she was just worried about my literacy i was also very dyslexic um but you know we were like country club rich kids um yeah. that yeah. went to the catholic school in town you know i, I always have this memory of it's fun I wanted to take communion when I was little, like seven or eight. Everybody else mm -hmm. was taking it. Um, and also I grew up with the nuns and they believed yeah. in not denying Christ. They kind of skirted the rules for me because I was my godmother's godchild, right? Um, so I always took right. communion and I just didn't understand why they wouldn't let me do it. And I will always remember, I heard the click of my mother's heels before mass one day it was this was an elementary school and the, the the principal was a nun and her and my mom started arguing in these very hushed tones right before mass and then they went into the priest's office and like yelling ensued how catholic <laughs> and then my mom like left in her big fur coat and a huff oh uh, that's fantastic yeah and that night my mom sat me down and said you take communion now and i was like that's not how this works and she's like i have better friends and like yeah. that, that. wow all right all right oh my gosh she but uh, yeah i mean we were religious people we were spiritual people but we yeah. weren't we weren't catholics and that was sure. always kind of like a weird thing so you know by the time i hit high school 
I don't know if you remember this, Renica, but I was very involved in campus ministry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought about this. being a nun. I was like, maybe I want to become a nun. Yes. Uh, Virginia Mary was like, don't do that. You have better activities in your life. And I was like, no, I think I really want this. <laughs> and they're like, no. Yeah. And, you know, you know, when I came out, it was kind of a, that was the problem was my religious life was no longer respected mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways within the school community. Yeah. Um, suddenly it was not valid for me to go into a religious life. I, I, they they sat me down and told me I was called to the single life. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a huff, I actually, <laughs> I went to, to the Unitarian Fellowship and, <laughs> you know, joined those services. And my mother was delighted. And she of was course. like, oh my gosh. Did you know that your grandparents were Unitarians? It's like, I thought they were Lutheran. And she's like, they're Unitarians. They don't care. (laughs) She was really thrilled. So you were very active, like you said, in campus ministry when you were in high school and stuff. When when was it that you started to recognize that you might be a lesbian? Was that in high school? And did you, is that when you came out or was that later? Yeah, I came out in high school. I came out at like 15 years old. Uh, I think at the time I was bisexual. I mean, like coming out, you know, we we have this idea of this binary of coming out, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, uh, you know, there's all of a sudden one day, like everything changes. Um, yes. And I distinctly remember a lot of first dates where that's what you would talk about, right? It would be like your coming out <laughs> stories with each other. But um, now that I am 38 and a professor and a human, I realize life is a series of coming outs, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, right? Absolutely. Self-realizations or whatever. Like, you know, we don't, we are not static creatures. We change. Right. Um, and thank God for that. But to answer your question in a more simple way. Yeah. I was about 15. Um, I never had really thought about it. Like I was always like being like, gay rights are important. Um, but I never really occurred to me that that could be me. And I think that was probably Mm -hmm. because I was like, no, I think boys are cute. Um, because no one had sat down, you know, tiny Rosie and been like, Hey, did you know that compulsive heteronormativity is a thing and more common with women? So you said like when you're thinking, you know, coming out, it's like, it wasn't even a big deal or a thing or whatever. Is that something you grew up in that kind of mindset or that culture where it was just like an option, like there are gay people in the world and that's okay. Where there are gay people from? in the world. You wouldn't want that to be you though. Okay. Yeah. Um, so people were people said, defended and pitied. Okay. I think and, was the mindset. Then, but your but your experience or your like the way that you handled that though it, it was that like a challenging thing for you to like, Oh yeah, when I was like or? it like clicked one day. I was like 15 and I was like, "Ah, crap. What if I'm gay?" Um <laughs> like I remember that was the thought. I was like, "Oh man, I think I am attracted to it. Oh no." I'm attracted to girls. No, I can't be attracted to girls. Um, and again, God's grace. Mm-hmm. I Googled Dyke, uh, which should have not gone well, right? This is like early. Computer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're um, 2000, right? Yeah. Like 2001, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, we got that giant, internet. but I Google, I Google Dyke and what comes up is Alison Bechdel's Dykes to Watch Out For, which is a is really it? profound and important comic that satirized lesbian society and lesbian life mm-hmm. from the 1980s to the like 
she she was writing it until like 2010 i want to say um when she then started fun home she started writing fun home and i read every comic i read them all um at out.com or whatever it was i need to you know the early days of the internet uh yeah i read them all and i was like oh my god i under like i understood these people and like the drawings of these naked dykes i was like these are beautiful humans um Mm -hmm. and i was like no this is bad i like this this is very bad um I'm not one to be defended and pitied. Um, and it just happened to be Ash Wednesday. Oh. Of all days, um, right? Out of that week. And like every, all the Catholics had to go, like, you know, we're in a Catholic school, right? So like everybody else had to go to confession and I just had to sit there and pray. And I was like, yeah. again, I meditated enough. Um, right. And I was like, I know who I'm going to talk to about this. A priest. He can't tell anyone. I could talk to him about it. And again, the grace of God. So I go pick a priest at random. He's got like the Wisconsin mustache, you know, the Ditka mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, you know, this 15, is Jones, right? youthful vigor. I've not lived long enough to appreciate the fragility of my life. <laughs> and I go sit down with this guy and I'm just like, I think I'm gay. Like, I think I'm bisexual, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'm sobbing. Right. Or like the tears are coming because I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this guy, I don't know. I have never seen this man again. I don't, I don't know who he was. I hope he's having a long, healthy life in Mackville, Wisconsin or Edwardsville or wherever the heck he came in from. Um, he told me that God gives us many gifts and your sexuality is one of your gifts. And it is a sin against God to deny the gifts that God gives you. Wow. Those are very wise words. And that's, that's really so impressive. Imp- I am, I am impressed. And that was, that, scene, that was a, a priest in our, in our um, diocese, correct? Yeah. That'd be the diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. That's yep. really progressive. Um, there he was. Up there. That surprises and me. Was that, a, was it an older priest or? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's probably yeah. He was probably. I mean, at the time he looked ancient, but I'm sure he was of like our age. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like, yeah. was probably like 42. <laughs> God, I'm so old. He's probably dead by now. Man, no, he's he he just turned 52. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that that's amazing, rocking though. Rose. I'm 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 so impressed. That warms my heart to hear that. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, the man saves. I mean, he. I, I, my life there. today is thanks to that guy. Yeah. Wow. And it was like the, the, you know, the heavens opened and the floodgates came. And I was like, it was a big realization. You know, it's like that scene mm-hmm. in But I'm a Cheerleader. Where she's like, I don't know what's actual. And she's got like the snot dripping. <laughs> um, that was it. It was just absolutely there. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? What did you do with that? Then you got that information. You received that, you know, that. And then where did you take that? Where did you go from there? Well, I had a good sob um by my locker um uh-huh. and i can't remember somebody came up to me and was like hey whatever's going on it's gonna be okay it was boring. i don't know and i was like okay and it was like not okay you know <laughs> um that's too cute it was you know <clears throat> and because life is complicated right then i you know kind of fell in love with the neighbor boy michael casey Yes. Uh, we dated for like six months. Yeah, okay, I'm really glad that because I have this hazy memory of you. Yeah, we were together him. for like six months, which is a very long time That's for a 15 so year old. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the way we met was like, I remember this clear as day. He was like, your brother and my brother are becoming best friends. We should become friends. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I senior with a guitar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> playing Green Day. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually then I came out in a very dramatic fashion. I followed, uh, John, John Byrne. Mm-hmm. We're just name dropping people that no one's like, who are these people? It doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's all good. They're all wonderful human beings who are living yes. beautiful lives. Yes. Um, he had come out very publicly during Mr. Mothy's religious mm-hmm. class during a debate. And the next year, I guess the same debate was happening because Mr. <laughs> Mothy was a glutton for punishment or something. <laughs> And someone from across the room was like, Dyke. And I was like, so what if I am? And then I was like, go, came out. (laughs) There it is. Amazing. And then Mr. Rocky went two for two um, and took a knee because, you know, he really earned it. I feel like everything dramatic happened in Mothy's classes. Well, yeah, because we had to talk about like ethics around your faith. So, you know, your life got challenged. Um, That's, That's great. Yep. I remember John Byrne coming out. Yep. And I followed suit the next year. And uh, then like everybody came up to me. It was, and then the storm started. Yeah, Like then like I was like low key iced out of campus ministry. Like people came to talk to me. I had not come Mm -hmm. out to my dad. I'd come out to my little brother Mm -hmm. and I'd come out to who handled it like a champion. Oh my God. My brother was so sweet. He had to have been like, he's you know, he's three years younger. Right. So I'm 15. So he'd have been like, 12, yeah. 11, you know, yeah. boy in Appleton, Wisconsin. I was like, Hell, I think I'm gay. Would you still love me if I was gay? And he's like, Aww. Yeah. Aww. Sure. Yeah. That's he's so sweet. precious. Yeah, he was perfect. He was so sweet. He's still my best friend, you know? Oh, I love um, that's good stuff. But yeah, then like everything just I had some friends come up to me, be like, I think it's against my faith if we're still friends. And I was like, oh Okay. Yeah, you know, that kind of nonsense. But oh most of people rallied. Weirdly, all of my ex-boyfriends really rallied around me and then all became yes. friends. They all bonded kind of over like, Well, which one of you did it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a group effort. It was a group effort. Y'all y'all did it. So funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who caused this? Yeah, who caused this? I, was like, I don't know, but I'm gonna go make who out. Who made her girls. turn? He's in girls' club now. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> that was that, that about sums it so up. Funny. I'm gonna go have a very interesting life. No, correct there you me. Go. So I'm... what? You so you you told your little brother, and what about how did your your parents come to find out? Like what? Did I told my mom. Like? I mean, everything in my life is always so dramatic. I have a flair for it. Um, so I told my mom and she was like, you don't want that. Like, you don't want to do that. Like, that's a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Have I heard that before somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's your parent, right? And it's 2001. And it was the huge, oh no. <laughs> Marion. You don't Continue. We try. I mean, I get it though. I get why she was like, you don't want to do that. Right. Because it was also, it was, it sounds so crazy to be like 25 years ago, different time. Mm -hmm. But it was. Mm -hmm. Gay marriage was not legal yet. So even, you know, it it was so different. Like we weren't accepted by society yet. We were still kind of forced to the outskirts. It was still dangerous to be gay. I mean, it's still dangerous now, but to my parents, the the gay people that they knew in their lives had suffered. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only stories we get in media were of gay suffering, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the AIDS 
pandemic. Yeah, I mean, they had just gone through a giant plague. So the only gay people they knew were either dead or had Mm -hmm. horrific complex trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, so early 2000s, like anything around being gay or homosexual was like a death sentence for like, you're never going to be with anybody. You're never going to have a family. You're going to be unhappy. You're going to die in five years. Like, you name it, all of the bad things. Yep. yep. Exactly. I mean, so of course she was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like at the time, having a, oh, this is Queenie, my chihuahua. Um, He's a boy, but we name him. Perfect. He's so twinky. Look at him. (laughs) He's total twink. Oh, look at I don't know. Is he chihuahua? (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. All three and a half pounds of him. Oh, perfect. oh my god um where was it? yeah i'm a i'm a i hit it my ex-wife once was like what is with butch lesbians and chihuahuas and i was like that's not a thing and then i like looked around and i was like <laughs> oh oh okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my okay. so your mom was like no you don't want that and then yeah she was like you don't want to do that don't do that <laughs> it's a bad idea um and i was like i think i don't get a choice yeah um uh-huh. like that I think the choice I get is whether or not I deal with, like, whether or not I, I live truthfully. Accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the choice I get is whether or not I'm going to be honest with myself and my family. Yeah. Um. So, but she, you know, she was nervous, but she came. I mean, she's the biggest defender of them all, right? She'll, she'll cut somebody. Like she's yeah. beautiful. Um. And I didn't oh, tell my dad because everyone was like, "Don't tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. He's really homophobic." Blah blah blah. Uh, but when I told him, because I kind of had to, I was like going to come out in the Post Crescent newspaper, um, <laughs> some article about gay kids, right? Because they weren't even doing GSAs, right? Like right. The, it was, it was violent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the center of a lot of debates, like just being gay at that point. It was kind of oh. like being trans now. Yeah. Culturally, mm-hmm. as far as like being the, the you know, the, the whipping boy of, right. of the culture war, right? Like, yeah. um, which I'm like weirdly in that now too. I'm like, oh man, come on. <laughs> Can I just be not controversial for like 10 minutes? Um, I'll see myself out. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go take a nap in Malta or something. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dad was like, and of course, like everyone's like, don't tell your dad, don't tell your dad. And then I was like, I got to tell my dad. And, um, and my sister was like so upset about me coming out in the newspaper. She's like, don't do this to yourself. You're 18. You don't know. You know, they were trying to protect me really. Um, mm-hmm. But back to my dad. Yeah. I told him, I like called him and told him and he was like, I love you. Okay. You know, my roommate in college Aww. was gay. It's fine. Like he was yeah. totally Aww. chill about it. Yeah. That's amazing. He did say one really messed up thing, which again goes back to how scared everyone was for gay people and he was like i want you to be really really careful being out in college i I don't want any anyone thinking they can change you he was he was worried about me getting assaulted he was really worried about that well it's very like it's from a place of compassion those words came right i I think it was a hundred percent yeah and it were probably wise words back then like watch yourself yeah yeah he just he, you know that was everybody was just my family was just worried about me they were worried mm-hmm. about what was going to happen to me out there yeah that's um, sweet and so you know where, what where did you go to go ahead right 
to be worried. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was harder in Appleton. I mean, I, I moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where, where'd you college. go to college before we jumped there? Oh, to, okay. You went to yeah. college in Chicago? Yep. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, which was like okay. an open admissions art school. So of mm-hmm. course I get there and my whole personality had been that I was a lesbian for two years, right? Like I was the lesbian um, or the bisexual or whatever. And I, I get there and like, no one cares. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is... You're like, oh, that's fun. So are these other 10 people and yeah. those other 10 people. and <laughs> Not even. They were like, why are you even bringing that up? Yeah. That is so dumb to even, it's so passe to even talk yeah. about it. Exactly. Well, and I was going to jump back real quickly to high school. Between you and Chris and John, like, I, I can't name any other non-straight person that we went to high school with. Oh, I can name a lot of them. I won't. You, but you they weren't no, telling no, anybody. No, no. They were no, the only ones sure, out. Sure. Yes, we were the only ones out. That's what that makes sense. I mean, that's that makes sense. it was it was a wild. I'm trying to reach back in my brain of like this was 20 years ago, right? Like there were a lot of people that were closeted. Did we lose uh, her? And they decided I'd be a great person to tell. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god, is she like back? really in thought? There we go. Am I we'll back? Lost you for a second, Rose. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. We're going to include the chihuahua. It's the perfect. Chihuahua. Okay. What were you saying um, right before then, though? You know, it was, you're reaching back 20 years ago. It was a really wild time to be a queer young person. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, there was a lot of people that were closeted. And for some reason, they were like, well, if the campus ministry nerd's going to come out, I guess I'll tell, you know, Rose. Um, so I, I kind of was holding everybody's secret um, oh. about I mean, who was gay and who wasn't. And like, I had a lot of really weird conversations with the principal at the time, who was very concerned for the students. He was like, why is everybody coming out? What's going on? Is it in the water? And I was like, no, they're just telling me. And I had to be like, chocolate chip cookies. yeah, just to be a yeah, chaos yeah, demon, yeah. I like tried to get him, a, make him create a GSA. And he was like, please stop, Rose. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Um, is that the Gay a, Student Alliance? I think that's important. That yeah, you, Gay Straight Alliance. Um, oh, I think sorry. it's important that you that you did had that though that you were able to be that person for for these other people. I, that makes me happy. You yeah, know, I mean, I think if you're going to recognize happy. that there are angels among us, sometimes you are given an angel, and sometimes you have mm-hmm. to be the angel. Oh, that's so um, good. So yeah, I think that was a lot of what was going on. Um, so I was going to hold everyone's like episode title coming on the angel among us the angel yes i am where are my wings i'm like a dyke polyamorous (laughs) please give her some wings no i don't want the wings i'm so tired (laughs) but we were you know we were part of the gsa at and i'd bring these kids and be like hey i'm gay and i'd be like duh look at you (laughs) Um, you know, get in the car and we'd, you know, go to, we'd, we'd go to the boys and girls club GSA that, you know, had all the public school kids. They had all the queerdos mm-hmm. from town, the whole town. Yeah. Um, and we'd drive around cause I didn't have my junior and senior. I like somehow got out early. Um, huh. I'm like one of those days, like I just didn't have a final period. It was study. I don't remember why I was not it's going the in. Best. Something was happening where it was like, yeah. I got out early. So we'd drive to like tiny little towns and pick kids up and bring them to the meeting oh, to hang out great. for the night. Or we'd bring them in for the weekend to go to this like coffee shop that was gay friendly. We called it the gay coffee shop. 
and it was like a weird little gay underground railroad no kidding <laughs> yeah like we were just find these kids in the little tiny towns um, just like drive around, like yeah, and just like have a big rainbow like, flag. No, it's kind of weird. You're like, hey, I mean, it was a little word of mouth. You'd be like, yeah. oh, hey, there's this gay kid here, like on the weird, like in part of the internet, right? It was like early oh, internet yeah. stuff. Yahoo group, maybe. Mm-hmm. There was like Yahoo groups, or like there was like a chat on Planet Out, or just like sometimes like you guys have a GeoCities website. <laughs> Right, we'd go pick up somebody's boyfriend in some tiny town, and the boyfriend yeah. would bring like the other friend, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Oh, there's a third one," and we'd be like, "Well, we got to go get him too." Get in, yeah, get in the car. <laughs> Come on, Come on, you know, and like, cause like, you know, that's how it goes, right? It was a mm-hmm. old, you know, it, if we listen to our ancestors, our our queer ancestors, mm-hmm. it was a whisper network, yeah, um, yeah. and that's how everyone had to survive in times of oppression. Mm-hmm. We should remember that. Absolutely. And that's what we were doing. We were in a whisper network and we were just whispering with each other. And if one of them went missing, you'd really panic because you were worried they were mm-hmm. sent away. And sometimes they were. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. I lost some some people in that time in my life. Because um, mm-hmm. they didn't survive it. They didn't survive the conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really sad. I mean, it's what, yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's awful. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just awful, you know, yeah. but that's, that is what was happening. Right. You know, in yeah. Appleton. Wisconsin. And just like perspective, um, in case people aren't familiar, Appleton, Wisconsin is near Green Bay, Wisconsin, but population of Appleton right now is like 75,000 people. In the 2000s, it was roughly 70,000. So very small town, um, not a lot going on there. Um, and we were going to smaller towns. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah so we like all towns. of those little areas around, that's really neat. Wow. We were picking up kids. That's incredible. It was incredible. It was, you know, I think back on that and we, you know, we were so young and so dumb and thank God, because we were too ignorant to know how dangerous it was. Yeah, I was going to say just, you, you had a, you had a goal. (laughs) You just did it. Yeah. Well, and also it was kind of fun. Of course. Like, I think that's the thing that we kind of like, I had a good time. I bet. I had a great time. We were blasting music out of my mom's car. She was yeah. traveling all the time, so she had no idea what I was up to. Like, That's awesome. Picking up cute awesome. girls from Ripon, Wisconsin, and like, what's up? You know, let's go. Yeah, we're doing dangerous stuff. Exactly. Let's go to Madison for the weekend so and walk around. You know, perfect. Yeah, we were just doing it. We were having a great time. We were scared sometimes, course, but, but most of the time we weren't scared enough to. We weren't smart enough yeah. to know exactly what we should have been scared of. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> the gay underground. Right? Yeah, it was a gay underground. I don't okay. know if it's in it. <laughs> oh, That's fun. All right, so let's go back to college years where all of a sudden no one gives a shit. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I was so horrified. I was like... <laughs> Was there uh, was there uh, the, the need for or at the time was there a like an LGBT club that was at the university or college like was that there was there was and it was you joined the club just so you could go to the big gay conference 
big gay mm. conference. The big gay conference. I don't know what it's actually called. I only knew it as the big I'm gay intrigued. conference. Because nobody came, right? It was a theater. It was an so art school. It's too late to go back to school. Okay, college is an art school. Huh? I said, is it too late to go back to school? Yeah, right. <laughs> David wants to I want to go to the big conference. gay conference. <laughs> this is, what is this conference we're talking about? Who, who is this? Where are we? The one I went to was in Ames, Iowa. Oh, um, okay. Because I joined, for... I joined the gay club just to go to the big gay conference. Because I was told, yeah. "Oh, you have to go. It's so much fun." Um, I was like, "Okay," uh, but I didn't really, you know, participate. There was no, there was no need for these meetings at at Columbia <laughs> College Chicago because I think the way you got into Columbia College was like you were kind of gay, and then like you smoked, and then like. <laughs> You know, it was just like a bunch of art bags, just being like, like rolling joints. You know, we were awful. We were awful goblins. I love it. I had so much fun. My chair literally was a bisexual Jewish man that would steal our joints (laughs) and then smoke them in front of you. I was gonna say in front of you. Yeah, no, he'd steal them and then you'd smell your weed in his office. You'd be like. (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny um the the conference is called the midwest bisexual lesbian gay transgender asexual college conference otherwise known as the mumble big gay conference the mumble it's the uh midwest bisexual lesbian gay transgender asexual college conference it's hosted since 2004 there in iowa um but yeah that's pretty exciting and it's the largest lgbtq plus uh like conference in the i don't know i went to 2004 i went to the first one in ames i had no i'm always see here i am on the vanguard on accident just trying to survive that's really just making paving paving paths here yeah but yeah there was there was no need like um you Mm -hmm. know my ra was this stunning beautiful beautiful lesbian filmmaker that i was just like falling over um you know first week had my first like real lesbian heartbreak just like slapped you know right in the face with it um I met my ex-wife uh, there. Oh. Um, we met, like, she was, like, the third person I met. Uh, you know, we were on the I same dorm floor. And she, like, she hadn't uh-huh. even, you know, she was, like, Baptist running, like, what do you call them? Jesus meetings. Like, she was having prayer meetings. Jesus meetings. Yeah. Jesus, and I Jesus wanted to meetings. join in the meeting. This is how we met, is I wanted to join the meeting because I was still religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she thought I was making fun of her. Rude. And kicked me out. Rude. So rude. So rude. Well, anyway, you know, Q four years later, we ended up uh, dating. And I didn't want to date her because I was um, busy, as my mother would call it. I was very busy in college. Um, We can, I was busy. Um, I didn't want to date her because, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to date her because I was having so much fun. And I knew that if I started dating, her i'd marry her i knew it mm. <laughs> um i did not i was not up for that you know what i mean i was not ready yeah. to like not continue the lesbian drama that was my life yeah. um so i convinced my buddy uh emily to date her and they dated and fought the whole time until they realized that i was using emily as a placeholder oh. 
And then they Here, hold on to this girl for me until I'm ready. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. It was really genius it. until they both that's broke great. up because they figured it out and then we're like bros. Oh. And then I, oh. I I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll be an adult. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. Also, take some notes, everybody out there say, listening. Yeah, this is great notes. life advice. Rose yeah. has just get a placeholder. And you know what? Emily's fine. Emily just had a baby a month ago. Oh, I know. Aww. Her and her partner just had a baby. Mm. That's exciting. I know. They're going to be the best lesbian moms. I'm just so excited. This kid's going to be Aww. so cool. So, so college years, you were a lesbian, doing your thing on campus. Your your family and parents at this point knew. And yeah, I mean, I was just like, I I figured out that I was butch. I figured out that I wasn't bisexual, right? Um, You know, I was like, oh wait, I'm just using like compul. I figured out what compulsive heteronormativity Mm -hmm. was, and I was like, okay, we can Mm -hmm. get rid of that. I was like, I'm I'm gay. I'm I'm the gayest person ever uh and i think i made it like a competition with myself to be like how gay can i get um i think i actually yeah. still play that game like what what's that meme uh gay being gay isn't a choice it's a game and i'm winning um, <laughs> and i am i'm truly winning um and yeah like i you know I, I discovered my gender identity uh a lot more i got more comfortable you know not wearing clothes that my mother bought me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You know, I, I got much more butch. Like, you know, it's it's funny. Right now, I'm literally touring in Italy on a regular basis, doing a show about gender identity, and I tell a story about when I was about 19 years old, when my brother and my mom are fighting in the car, and they're arguing, and I'm like, guys, I'm in the back seat, and they were like, shut up, this doesn't involve you, <laughs> and they're fighting about how I am not bisexual, I am obviously a lesbian, and not just that, I am a butch lesbian, and how, and my brother is yelling at my mom, like, look at Rose, like, that is not a little girl, like, that is a butch dyke, <laughs> like, you need to figure, like, you have trained this person to be a wife, bad idea you gotta like get some gender it's a such a problematic story but he was like you gotta you gotta fix this man like (laughs) rose doesn't know how to change the oil on a car (laughs) and like rose is gonna need that no one gives you a book of how to be a dyke right right like (laughs) and i remember my mom like we sat down to dinner that night and like my mom looked at me real hard and was like Rosie, gentlemen, don't wear hats at the dinner table, and I suspect neither do you. And, like, took my hat off my head, and then, like, suddenly I was taking out the trash and, like, repairing crap. Like, I got, like, a crash course in husbandry. That's so funny. I know. That was my mother's, like, solution. She was like, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's going to be a one. Okay, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Solving problems. She was. She is a practical woman. Solutions that one. That's amazing. So in so you got into theater now, and you are directing, and you're doing a lot. Uh, you're an actress and or actor. Actress, yeah. Proper way you want to be. Yeah, I mean, like here's uh, the sorry. great joke, right? Is everybody was so worried, um, and being queer is artistically such a beautiful asset in my life, mm-hmm. um, in my art, and in my career. Um, what I do, like, you know, I, I work on a lot of 
productions, I get brought in and they're like, well, we need the lesbian to direct it. Um, you know, I get brought in for those <laughs> lesbian <laughs> stories yeah. um, yes. and advocating for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get brought in just because they're like, well, maybe the lesbian won't be a problematic professor. Um, <laughs> and they're right. Actually, the joke's on them. I'm terrible. But for some reason, <laughs> they're like, oh, but, you know, they're gender nonconforming. Z, Z wouldn't hurt us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and funny. I wouldn't. I would never. I love my students. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, you know, following the great tradition of lesbian opera directors. So I, I primarily direct um, opera and new musicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly it's like it's i'm either doing opera or i'm doing like a punk rock musical about dykes like that's there's no in between <laughs> it's an either or situation and uh, i mean i do other things please don't only hire me to do those things exactly. um rose does more than just that <laughs> you know, we all have a niche yeah um but yeah that's primarily what i do i kind of i travel the u.s and um Every about every seven years, like a cicada, I kind of get told I'm handsome enough to agree to be an actor. And I currently am in a cicada phase. I'm buzzing about um, I where I, I right now. I'm touring a show called Ava, um, Ava. Uh, twice a year in in Italy. Uh, it's a company based out of Bologna and we travel around and we talk about how God's probably trans and should come out of the class. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. Really it's with neat. these um, really wonderful cohort of actors who I love dearly and we have a great time. And sometimes we get yelled at by old religious men at stage Perfect. doors. That's great. We don't have the that fight. Happens. I won't have the fight. Me and like the two other trans people in the show are like <laughs> bye <laughs> we're nope. good um, nope. the, the woman who's who's like the mother figure in the story because motherhood is very important in Italy mm-hmm. in Italy mm-hmm. um, Patrizia who's like my dearest most beloved human uh, Patrizia will go to town she'll like just light up a cigarette and just be like ah, like she'll <laughs> she'll cuss him no. out she doesn't she's like I have a son <laughs> Perfect. Uh, True ally. <laughs> so, uh, bring us, loop us into um, kind of the identity to trans. Um, yeah, totally. How, well, does, uh, how does that transfer and fit in your timeline? Coming out is a constant process. Yep, exactly. That's. Yeah. So, we're going to go back to the big gay conference. All right. Oh, All right. Uh, 19 years old. I'm being a, a true trash lesbian goblin running around, having a great time, being awful, uh, you know, throwing jello wrestling matches in my backyard. Can I just say um, trash goblin is also a really good title for the episode? Yeah, yeah. Trash goblin. I'm trash lesbian. Making a note. Trash lesbian goblin. The trash lesbian. We interviewed the, the okay. one where we interviewed the trash lesbians. Um, <laughs> okay, carry on. I used to have that website and then I let the URL expire. <laughs> oh my God. The so trash good. lesbian. Yeah. It was TrashLesbian.com. Whoever owns it out there, contact me. I want it back. I'll pay for it. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. And the logo was a raccoon wearing a pair of overalls, just sticking like two fingers in the pocket. Oh, perfect. Um, That's so funny. I know. Mary okay, Patchell, so. my friend, Mary Patchell, great ceramics artist. I'm shouting her out. Uh, she made it for me. In like the early pandemic. Anyway, okay. Why I'm under the trans umbrella. So we're about the, yeah. we're, I'm at the big gig conference and mm-hmm. I'm sitting in there and we're doing a thing on 
pronouns and gender identity. Mind you, it's like 2004. So like mm-hmm. everybody's like, you either are or you aren't, you know, but we're right. still living in a binary. Gay marriage isn't even legal yet. Right. Yep. Um, you know, it's bad or not. Like we're just, that's where we are in our culture at that yep. moment and what our priorities are. And someone's like, well, there's lots of different pronouns. Here are neo pronouns. And like, sometimes people don't, you know, aren't just in between. It isn't just they, them, like sometimes it's something more. And it kind of clicked for me right then and there, you know, at 19 Mm -hmm. years old, where I was like looking at where my body was and where my relationship with my gender was. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not right down the middle and I'm not, transmasculine but i kind of am and i just really felt right with zizier and i loved it and i came back home from the big gay conference and i was like y'all these are my pronouns um and my friends were like rose you're not genderqueer you're just bored and i was like (laughs) this isn't worth fighting because like my gender is hands down one of the least interesting things about me um like that it's just not that interesting like it's it it is like in that like my gender is chaos my gender is joy my gender Mm -hmm. is mischief my gender Mm -hmm. is poetry my gender is also every like it's everywhere um my gender is also very practical Mm -hmm. um but i just kind of let it go i had bigger fish to fry you know uh my ex and I got married before gay marriage was nationally legal. We actually got married five times, which for people who don't like gay marriage sure made us do it a lot. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, and then we, uh, we went our separate ways. It was like one of our biggest acts of love, but it was also a moment of deep shame, like gay marriage, Mm -hmm. when you get married before it's legal. And then you're one of the first group people in your friend group to get married. It turns out gay divorce is really filled with shame. It's like extra shame. Divorce Mm -hmm. is already filled with so much shame. Mm -hmm. And then like, if you're, you know, supposed to be, we put so much pressure on ourselves at that time period, right? When we were in the gay marriage fight and in that movement, we had to be the perfect queers. See, we're just like you. We're not scary. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we got the, we got the picket fences and the babies and because we were, Try we we kicked the trans people out of the movement, which they started it, so we should not do that. Um, we really, you know, we wore, you know, we we hit gender norms. We really embraced the butch femme dynamic. We did or did femme femme, right? Like we really did all we could to trick straight people into thinking that we could be like them. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I say trick because I I knew it was a lie. I don't know about you, but I. I was there because we weren't about to tell them that once you even kind of let us in society and you realized how amazing we were that everybody that was living within the confines of the binary and heteronormativity was going to be like, wait a minute, this sucks. Get me out of here. We weren't going to tell you that because if we told you that you'd never let us in the door because too many people Mm -hmm. were benefiting from it. Of the oppression, right? Too many people were benefiting from having boots on the neck and keeping gender in place. And I am, I'm including both, you know, both ends of that, right? Like the patriarchy was benefiting from the patriarchy, but you know, there women were also benefiting Mm -hmm. from that gender norm, right? And a lot of people also weren't. 
right? And we weren't about to rat ourselves out on that one. We weren't going to tell anybody that. They were right. We were, they were like slippery slope. And we were like, no, never. Mm-hmm. Right. And here we are today. <laughs> and a great time. The kids are right. It's, that's, that's, you know, that's a long way for me to say that I just <laughs> didn't worry about my gender at that right. time because I had more important things to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Sure. And, yeah. and nobody, it, it, it wasn't a problem. Worried, like, it wasn't like so everyone knew that I was, on. I was butch. Mm-hmm. I was always, right. you know, treated like a man by men and a woman by women and, and as something in between by those in between. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. It really wasn't an issue. Like I didn't need the pronoun until I started teaching at a university. Mm-hmm. And I was, I walked into my directing class. I was teaching a directing course and I had like six students. It was a small class and I have them do these presentations on themselves. It's part mm-hmm. of my, my project. And every single one of these kids came out as queer. And several of them were non-binary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are all of you queer? I was like, did you come to this class on purpose? And they were like, yeah, we knew you were teaching it. We wanted to learn how to make this art from you. And I was like, is it because I'm a butch lesbian? And they were like, uh-huh. I know. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for the pressure. Um, You're like, thanks. I'm going to go home but... and like sit about, you know, I'm going to sit on this for a minute. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I, was, I, I thought back to that moment where... Right. I had discovered that my gender was chaos and everything and poetry and joy and, and mm-hmm. mischief and all those wonderful things. And I realized I needed to be honest with my students. If I was going to create mm-hmm. and foster and encourage mm-hmm. strong artists that were the future uh, of my industry and my art form and my spiritual practice, right? I am no longer of the Catholic church, but I make prayer rituals every day I go to rehearsal. That is what I am doing. I'm creating prayers and I am inviting communities Mm -hmm. in to feel themselves. And if I'm going to Mm -hmm. teach the future priests Mm -hmm. how to do this, then I got to be honest with those kids. I shouldn't call them kids. They're adults. They're grownups. They're 18, yeah. 19 years old. Right, right. But yeah, we, we call them kids, but I'm, I'm Still, working on stopping it because I work with them. And I'm like, too. no, you're not a child. You've been sheltered. Stop being sheltered. Yeah, sure. There you go. Um. <laughs> um, that's one thing I will, I, I very much distinctly remember of your character in general in in high school was this this very and I'm, I'm I'm sorry to put the label in it but this motherly um just outward love for people and I really it tickles me that you kind of have this and not even motherly but just this this leader this role model you know these kids came to your class to learn from you specifically and it's like that's a testament to how awesome of a person that feels good to hear thank you and I feel like, <clears throat> like you had those, yeah, I feel like you had those, those role model, you just wanted everyone to be safe and everyone to feel welcomed. 
And, and I just, I, I remember that distinctly about you in high school. And I, I love hearing that story about, about. No, I, I, I think that's beautiful. Too. You know, I, I had a lesbian commune. Uh, my ex-wife and I ran a lesbian commune. It was a burlesque commune. We always had one straight girl live with us uh, just to kind of keep us grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we did. We always had like one straight girl, like <laughs> the straight girl would move out and we'd be like, oh, crap, Carrie's moving out. We got to find yeah. a new one. Yeah. Um, just kept one around and everyone called us mom and mom. You know, it, it is maternal. <laughs> I am maternal. Although all my friends' kids call me Uncle yeah. Bruce. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's great. I, though. I mean, it's, really it's all, it's all, the, I mean, it's not all the same, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's that 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 figure that people can go to and trust and know that you're a safe person and a warm yeah, person. It's it's the get in the car mentality. Let's get in the car. Let's go. And that's yeah. that's just awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I haven't killed yeah. anybody yet. Exactly. Get in the that's car. That's where Uncle Rose is it's now. Gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's hold a, my beer. Yeah. <laughs> haven't so killed anybody yet. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I I realized I just needed to I to I live truthfully, you know, with with them, and then you know, I then I mm-hmm. had to like, you know, whenever you admit something, then I had to go back to all my friends because we're all still really close, and be like, hey guys, remember when you told me I was just bored? They were like, oh crap, you were serious. We're sorry, you know. <laughs> and they did genuinely, seriously, wow. deeply <laughs> apologize. Um, in this really beautiful way. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, like the, the pronoun question, right? Cause like, I don't actually care that much, but I'm just trying to be mm-hmm. honest. Like mm-hmm. that is where I am as a person. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I just mm-hmm. tell the truth. Yeah. So just Absolutely. a personal, personal question and something that everybody runs into at some point in time. Like when people who meet you for the first time, don't uh know your pronoun or don't um you know are aren't able to call you that because they're just unaware of that's your preference and that's who you identify as how do you handle um like correcting them or directing them towards or yeah, just informing them it like depends on the environment the right, because i do have strong you know, survival instincts i've made it this long um mm-hmm. you know it's interesting because i actually just recently did a project yeah. and I got misgendered kind of in the first week, um, but we had, I had bigger fish mm-hmm. to fry, right? And I didn't have anyone else in the cast that was sure mm-hmm. non-binary or trans. So it was really just me. I was the, I was going to be the one with the problem. Um, and, you know, I'm not proud of it. I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> it's like, this isn't worth it. What was weird yeah. though is people would be like, oh, Rose, you know, she, yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's... And I legit would be like, who's she? The, oh, oh, me. You're referring to me. Yeah. Oh, that's me. Like, oh, sorry. You're talking yeah, about me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They, they would yeah. be like I'm talking the she about in she the room. Like, who's she? Like, I'd be legitimately confused. And they'd be like, and I'd be like, don't worry about it. Never mind. Um, but I did have to like Google, um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of opera has what they call pants roles. They have, uh, women who play men, um, drag's been around forever guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right. And you know, the opera I was working on this specific one had a pants role and it, it had 
my friend Michelle was, you know, playing Prince Orlovsky um, and she's played him a million times. And, you know, we were about to open and it clicked for me where I was located that I needed, I was getting dressed for opening. Right. And I'm, you know, putting on a suit and tie and a vest and, you know, I'm looking handsome and I'm in like deep South and I'm like, okay, I look good. Like, this is going to be great. I'm feeling handsome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, I need to Google if this is okay. Oh my God, Michelle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We were good. Oh no. Um, but you know, that is, you know, and I'm, I'm doing That's another funny. gig in a different location and I had to Google That's the funny. municipal laws to make sure that what I was doing, wow. you know, was legal. It's awful because so in opera, right. the director on opening night right. goes out and bows. It's so that- I would have, even if I didn't have Prince Orlovsky in that show, um, I would have been breaking the law by going on stage and bowing mm-hmm. if that was the case. I mean, these people just don't know that by banning performance art in this way, you're also banning probably something that you think is this high art form. It's not, you know, they're banning operas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To say the least. I mean, it's like the slow encroachment I, of fascism. This is always how it goes. They go for the trans people that. and the, Every all the time through history, they go for the queers, they go for the trans yeah. people, they go for the the cultural misfits because we can go back into the closet. Um, but to answer your question, your original question of how mm-hmm. I go about it, I introduce myself with my pronouns, and I think we all need to do that. Um, it's it's common practice in because okay. I, I meet a whole new pack of people yeah. every month because of what I do for a living. We normally go around, and I every, just forgot to do it on go. this one. Yeah. I've never forgotten. And I just forgot, uh, which is how I ended up being she for an entire month. Um, these poor mm. people. And I just couldn't bear to correct them. I just oh, couldn't do it. I was just like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll send yeah. them into a tailspin. So they'll feel bad. The I just couldn't do it. Like, okay. But I did a few of them I'm going to work with again oh. later. And I was like, yeah. hey, just so you guys know, yeah. those aren't my pronouns. Don't be embarrassed. It's okay. Because <laughs> that's the problem, right? Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. were well, like very apologetic. Yeah. Um, no. And I think everybody needs to do this. Cisgendered yeah. people need to do this. Sure, it's sure. your name. Good. Hi, I'm Rose Freeman. My pronouns are easier. What are yours? Mm-hmm. What's your name? Like we should all be doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing it before I came out, and just make it normal That's for funny. everyone. We should all be doing it because, like, also, like, who the heck am I to be assuming your pronouns? If Veronica, what are your pronouns? Right. She, her. True. David. Mm-hmm. She and her. Great. See, yep. it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> now we can move on with our lives. Have, um, yeah. No, we have it. I, I think, <laughs> and now we can proceed. Um, at at my work, uh, we have little um, little tags for our name badges that have our pronouns, and and I would say, uh, like, a strong majority of my coworkers do wear them. Um. And I, I appreciate, um, that they have that available for us, um, Mm -hmm. at work. I feel like it creates a a safer environment. I feel like for our patients, if, you know, and it, it, you know, we might not be walking in the room necessarily and introducing ourselves depending on what the situation is with medical things. Yeah. And it just, it clarifies things, right? It's a clarifier like anything else. It's a really simple thing Mm -hmm. to do. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just like everybody grow up. Like it's. 
super simple. It's super easy. And also I don't, you know, I let other people correct people for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's why should I have to constantly defend and advocate for myself in this way? I'm existing and I have a right to exist. This was what getting gay divorced Mm -hmm. taught me. Um, I don't have to be the hero, right? Just because you're gay doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Gay people have a right to exist. Trans people have a right to exist. I have a right to exist. And that means I also have a right to exist in uh, the messy, beautiful, complicated way that I am. We don't question straight people on this stuff, right? Like we have a right to be disasters just like everybody else, right? Going back to college, nobody cares. Exactly. Nobody cares. Exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> Bottom line is nobody cares. Yeah. And so let people true. let people have it. And and I I I like that that's again a testament of how like welcoming you are as a person too, is just you like you said, you, you pick your battles and, and um but it is really important. Yeah, that's their job. Otherwise they're not friends. Back. I find myself multiple times Right. I, I have I have Yep. Not the right, but I have the privilege of being surrounded by a beautiful community because none of us are anything without our communities. And I am going to be part of that community. Right. Right. So um, true. And that also means that my community is part of me. Right. And I will contribute. I will do my best. But also I can let other people do their best and contribute and take care of right. me. Yeah. I deserve that. I'm a good human. Absolutely. End of story. I, yeah. I do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, a, a similar thing with, with patients we see, and a, a lot of times they are underage. Um, and we uh, sometimes have followed these patients for a couple of years. And I've noticed that a handful of them, <clears throat> when we see them for the appointment, I'll see their preferred name change. Um, and we have uh, the ability with our software that, um, you know, their gender identity can be changed and it has their pronouns. Um, and we actually went through with the um, patients I work in ophthalmology. So their glasses prescriptions would print out and they would have their birth name on it, even if their preferred name changed. And some of these these mm. trans kids were were very much, um, you know, even just by identity. And so you'd take, you know, this this person that you're trying to cultivate this safety and this awareness and this um authenticity you know for them and to to encourage that and then we'd hand them this piece of paper that you've just undone identity. everything and yeah. we we've exactly Good. and we've mm-hmm. we've we actually got it changed so that their preferred name would show up on this piece of paper so they wouldn't have that's to go me. in to get their glasses filled and clearly you know that's not you know Susie is yeah. not Susie. i mean it's, it's i think what you're describing is like basic yeah, but, politeness um, and human decency yeah just to I mean, this kind of goes back to like, Correct. you know, if the straights Correct. only knew what we were going to open up, right? It's, it's, and I don't mean to sound like a separatist because I'm not, you know, some of my best friends are straight. Um, we, and this is something I think we're, we really need to aggressively unlearn um, is we ran the politeness campaign in the early 2000s and that campaign is dead. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think we have the room energy or safety or privilege as queer people to run a politeness campaign anymore. I think we need to, 
I, I now exist as if gay is the default because that's, and I exist and I am very comfortable and happy in the bubbles I exist in in the world because it has been made unsafe for me and the people I care about outside of those environments. So they don't get me anymore, mm -hmm. right? They don't get it. And if they want me, if they want to come hang out with me, if they want to enjoy the things I create, the art I make, um, the cultures I inhabit, the education I develop, then you're going to have to figure out a way to adjust yourself to my environment. What it's, it's now everyone else's turn to adjust. And if you meet the kids, they have figured it out mm -hmm. and they're adjusting a lot faster. And it's going to be a very cold, lonely world for people who are living within heterosexuality as a default. Yeah. Because it's no longer the case. And it right. should have never been the case because it's just not real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I say this as somebody who works in Mississippi, Atlanta, Florida. Like I am working in environments that are deeply conservative and I get along with those guys. I don't know why rich old white men love me, but they do. Mm -hmm. I think it's because I'll listen to them about like car parts and shit. Because <laughs> yes. it's fascinating. <laughs> rich old white guys probably did something <laughs> weird to get there. And they're really interesting yeah. guys. It's <laughs> so funny. That's really. Well, I think you are amazing too and i think everybody should yeah, go any any of our spaces right queer people are always making the best stuff why would you yeah right but we also are obligated to we don't have anything to prove anymore we can be goblins we have entered our villain era we have a right to be terrible no no tea no shade to the queers out there who are like living their best suburb life with their babies like I'm very proud of all of you. Thank you for letting me hold the baby. I will sniff the top of its head Absolutely. for hours. Absolutely. It's what I got to do this weekend in between, you know. And then I handed it away. He <laughs> left alone with back. the baby. Go because, bye -bye. Not because I'm weird or a problem, but because That's I so am irresponsible. I'm not going to do anything weird, but I don't know what to do with the baby. I'm just going to sit there and be like, oh, man. Phenomenal. You're going to make it's, it gonna, a lesbian. The more you touch it, it's just going to rub off. Touch it. <laughs> I've met gonna, enough people that were born oh, men that are now gosh. lesbians, okay? So. It's a stressful process. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rose, you you have a incredible uh, story. Me. This was really fun. Um, if there was... Yeah, no, you're great. And we're not, I'm not kicking you off. We're not done. I'm not closing the book. <laughs> we're, we're not, not done. Give me another five minutes. I'll wrap it up. No. What I was going to say. He's a nice lady. Oh, yeah. And I'm almost out of drink. So we got to wind this down. But um, no, I was going to ask like, I I mean, all of the information and all of the, the journey that you shared with us, all the stories that uh, that you, you, know, you told us and all these steps to becoming who you are and where you are now and how you identify with, with yourself that's so relatable and so important is if you had the platform to do such, which, hello, you're here and there's people listening, uh, what would you tell people who were in your shoes you know, 20 years ago today. 
be, um, I'm going to say two things, you know, cause I, I spend a lot of, I'm, you know, you're getting two. Yeah. You can only um, say one. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they tell you I have a it. bulldozer of a personality. Um, no, I actually, I talk to 16 year old me all the I love time. It. I talk to 16 year old me all the time. I'm like, Hey, dude, what's up? And they're like, it's crazy out here. And I'm like, it gets so weirder. <laughs> it gets so much crazier. You have no idea. Like I'm constantly <laughs> talking to like 18 year old me and being like, Hey, do you know that yeah. none of your dreams come true? Yeah. Cause you're too ignorant to even dream of what actually happens. Like it's so much wilder if you just let it be. Um, I got yeah. to say that to myself the other day. It was pretty great. Yeah. No, I would, if I, oh. and cause I, I get to talk to young people all the time. Two things. One, you don't have to like yourself all the time to love yourself. Just love yourself. Um, there's mm-hmm. a difference. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you might start to like yourself a little bit. But Yeah. Um, the other is... Um, oh. I like there that. is so much joy in being unapologetically yourself. And that's going to change all the time. And you don't have to apologize for changing. Yeah. I guess they're kind of the same thing. That's awesome. I that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but like sometimes yeah, we don't know who we are, be you. right? Be you. It's, just be yourself. Right. But it's yeah. it's it, it unfolds. Yeah. It unfolds over time, you know? And it's okay. I think it's to be more gay than okay to be gay. Life, I think it's right? better. I just I'm a gay supremacist. <laughs> There's a it, lot it, of my life positives. There's as a, a gay person is sure. so awesome. And it is in part because of my queerness. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's you. I mean, you've embraced yourself. I, I it, it's so commendable just as a human being, period. And especially as such a good advocate for LGBTQ people, but you, you just are so awesome. You yeah, literally are just like, like, I don't, so I, I mean, like lesbian sex is really and I love good. That. Like, yeah, you don't, you shouldn't try it. I think you've got your own thing going I'll on. I'll take your You're word good. on it. <laughs> David, don't like, try it. Lesbian don't art it, is David. fantastic. The culture <laughs> is amazing. I ran a freaking commune. I had a chosen family that was beautiful and ever expanding. Like, I don't have gender expectations I got to worry about. Like, being gay is part of why my life is so great. Awesome. It is my Ugh. God bless my family, but they were wrong. There you go. It was awesome. Best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. That's an awesome experience you had. I'm really grateful that you were able to. Yeah. It's going to make like the incoming, like so many people mass murder that everyone's plotting on us. So worth it. Like, I know we're laughing because like, it's going to be real bad. (laughs) Y'all like, hold on. (laughs) It's happening. It's It's happening. It is. It's, it's, we're going to go down, but you know what? Oh God. Uh, I've had a great time. Oh, you're. I'm having a great. I'm gonna have a. And you know what? It serves them right. I'm gonna tap dance all the way up to the gallows. Yeah. So you guys gonna be miserable. There you go. There you go. Oh my god. 
Well, geez, Rose, it's been such a treat. Thank you. Absolutely. You are an incredible person. And what yeah, a fun story. I love story. talking about um, myself. I've had so a great time you. having you on. We, this has been great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you no, should. That's exactly what we, that's exactly what <laughs> this we need. This is great. Is people who love talking about themselves. <laughs> I think a lot of gay people are like that, which is why we've had so much success finding people to be on the podcast. Everybody's like, I'd love to tell my story. I love talking about myself. I'm a wonderful thing. Da, 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 da. So, yeah. Which no, and everybody has been so far. So it's been great. Um, and your story is, yeah, that was really fun. Um, Check out like um, just an awesome person. Yeah, we will have roses. Um, yeah, I make a lot of art. Right? So, you know, um, you feel somewhere like linked. Watching my art. Um, yes, do you want? To, yeah, go. You can share it here if you want. What is it? myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love being chaos. Oh, Whoever owns the URL. Stuff. Rosefreeman.org, no, stage director, etc., etc. Et Give it back to uh, me. Oh yeah, well, just trash trash is it the trashlesbian.com no, trash or trash lesbian? I was probably drinking too much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eating string cheese. Well, yeah, it happens. sorry. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Give it. So back. there you go, trashlesbian.com. Um, we are looking for you, and back. Rose is interested, and you can what reach else? her at rosefreeman.org. You're gonna have I don't need another time here. <laughs> that probably doesn't scare She's her. She's going to no find you. <laughs> so funny. I love uh, it. I love it. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Rose, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the It's Okay to Be Gay podcast. Um, Veronica, thank you for reaching out and getting Rose in touch with us. This was absolutely. just such a treat. Um, and Rose, I, I know you have so much more yeah, good I, to I, do yeah, out gonna... in the world. So keep doing it because mm-hmm. you're absolutely. you're a great person. So for all of you who are joining us on the podcast today, listening, thank you for, for tuning in. We hope to share many wonderful stories uh, beyond. Uh, and we will see you guys next Wednesday, hopefully. Just know that you are recognized, appreciated, and loved here. So thank you so much, and y'all have a great rest of your day.